0: i'm jack your host and this is the right in the feels podcast whether you're a guy trying to figure out your feels in this crazy crazy world or you're a woman trying to solve the puzzle of why men think the way they do well this show is for you this is right in the feels as usual i am your host jack and oh my god i have a very 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 special guest this will be the first guest of season two and she's from hawaii she's a really good friend of myself and christine she's ashley matsunami
1: oh my gosh hi that was a lot of varies
0: Yeah, know I, I know think i think was... that
1: was too many varies you hyped it you hyped it way too hard
0: <laughs> I, I need to edit some of them out okay not too much <laughs> hype not too much hype. <laughs> hey ashley how are you doing
1: i'm good how are you congratulations on this podcast
0: thank you i was i was talking to you before recording that mm-hmm It was really important for me to have you on as a guest, not just because you're a really good friend, like a very, 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 very good friend. (laughs) You forgot one very. Yeah, very. (laughs) (laughs) But mainly because when I started this podcast, I talked to you a lot about it. Mm -hmm. And you and Jen, actually, you and Mm -hmm. Jen are roommates. And she actually designed the logo for my podcast. So you two are part oh, of this podcast, damn. very much part of this podcast.
1: I know. I remember you telling me about this when we were in my living room, mm. and I was so excited that you were doing this because I, fun fact, always give Jack a hard time. Jack Taylor, Mike Bow, a bunch of my dude friends, a hard time because. I always assume that guys are like you or they're more in touch with their feelings. They're good at communicating what they're thinking and how they're feeling mm. on the fly that I just thought that all guys were like this. And then you, like I'm in a relationship now and that's not always the case mm. or like with my family, that's not always the case. Like I just kind of take it for granted mm. that you are the way that you are and you're such a unicorn, which I'm glad everyone knows now and they're learning from you because I think this is so important where guys mm. can kind of... Hear another male say this is the way that I'm processing things and it's okay to put effort into things like mm. this. And this should be normal. Because mm. it's not, sadly.
0: Yeah, and I remember talking to you about that to start this podcast was really allowing the space for guys to feel more mm-hmm. comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. Because as much as oh my god, first of all, I'm very I feel very complimented by you saying that, but I remember telling you in that very <laughs> same conversation that I was not always the way that I am. Right. For sure. Right. So as, as probably people who have listened to this podcast the past episodes, that I definitely have come a long way. Mm-hmm. And it's taking a lot of, in you know, a weird way, blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. of just trying to look inward to bring out that side that mm-hmm. seems more natural for other people. And I think in this way, stereotyping seems more natural for women to be more in tune with their feelings and express it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's stereotyping, of course. There's a lot of men, as you mentioned, our friends like Mike, Tay. Right. Um, but for the most part, honestly, I know a lot of friends of mine that are not like that, which is why I want to create something where we can at least start talking about it, having the discussion. Mm-hmm. And before we go forward, you are actually, but I want to create some reference, right? <laughs> You're Ashley Matsunami, and we, we've we known each other for years. Uh-huh. You met Christine, my fiance, obviously, yes. at Wang Fu Productions, and you are from Hawaii. I am. And we've, how long have we known each other?
1: I have known you. It's been a
0: butthole, but. <laughs> buttload of years butthole of years it's been a butthole of
1: years that's that's how they go (laughs) no i think uh, 2015 i want to say oh my gosh is when we met and started hanging out
0: do we meet at comic-con
1: for the first time i think so yeah Uh, i think i just started with wong fu and i volunteered to work at Awkward Animal at Comic-Con and Mm -hmm. you were kind of facilitating that whole thing yeah that's how we met that feels like
0: ages ago for people who don't understand Camp Awkward Animal (laughs) was basically we would go to San Diego Comic-Con every year Mm -hmm. and Ted would head up basically a booth that Mm -hmm. sold their Awkward Animal merchandise and Mm -hmm. I was kind of like the point man for that Mm -hmm. so I actually handled all the the volunteers that we had mm-hmm. and you were one of the volunteers I think yeah in 2016 or 2015 or something like that yeah I remember meeting you and your energy was off the charts like <laughs> you were always the first there always the one that was like selling the most of the animals so Ted and I when we debriefed afterwards I was like yeah we gotta we gotta put Ashley in front <laughs> she's really good for sales <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then my work ethic has gone down since. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs>
0: at least we got you at the height. <laughs> <I hate. laughs> but now you're at Marvel. I after, am. After all that time at Wang Fu and then you started ISA, right? No. Yes. You yes, you yes started so I started
1: ISA. interning at ISA in 2015, made the jump to Wang Fu probably like late 2015, early 2016, mm-hmm. something like that.
0: Did you ever think you would end up at Marvel?
1: I did not. Mm. You know, like I am the type that doesn't really think about what i want or what my goals are i just go with the flow mm. and i've just been incredibly incredibly lucky and blessed to be where i am today so i didn't even think that marvel was in the cards for me mm. like let's just not shoot for that and live with mm. that disappointment we'll just we'll take what comes our way and i'm very lucky
0: well coming from hawaii before we get into the topic today because mm-hmm. i've met a, i mean through you and through <laughs> christine i've met a lot of hawaiians and Honestly, they're all amazing. They're all amazing friends, like our friends Reed and JP. Yeah. Coming from an island, what did you expect? Going to ISA, the world is like your oyster, but it's also scary. Because mm-hmm. the island's really small. From what you guys have explained to me, there's not... Not that there's not much going on, but it's, since it's such a small community, mm-hmm. like, opportunities are not as great also. Because mm-hmm. you come to California, it's like Hollywood. If you want to get in entertainment, a wider range of like mm-hmm. doors to be opened. Even though it's hard to open the doors.
1: Yeah, it was... Very intimidating because mm-hmm. you come from this. Well, I left Hawaii because I wanted to have more opportunities, and I mm-hmm. felt like being on an island, you're kind of capped at what you can do, mm-hmm. and then you kind of experience everything, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely coming to the mainland was daunting, but at the same time, having my background where everyone's really nice and everyone's really cool. It didn't, I think I got really lucky in the sense that I didn't get into, I think there's that stereotypical Hollywood where like everyone's very cutthroat and everyone's yeah. just trying to make it and they don't really care about what happens to you. Mm. I think I got really lucky with ISA in that it was an environment where everyone really supported each other. So again, I go with the flow and I get very, very lucky.
0: <laughs> well, I think at the end of it, you're such a, a great person that, when you make the connections, one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. The ISA opportunity led to Wang Fu. And even though Wang Fu to Marvel is not a direct bridge, right. because new media and obviously like a more traditional media, mm-hmm. it was really Disney first, then Marvel, right?
1: No. no. So I went um, from Wong Fu to Marvel Entertainment, oh. and then from Marvel Entertainment to Marvel Studios.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I think the coolest part of your story is if you just really, like, especially knowing your journey, mm-hmm. if you really just. Put in the work and start opening doors. You don't know where their doors going to lead you Mm -hmm. because coming in to ISA, one of the things that you're not wanting to get into is like a bigger studio. You want to build more on a smaller level through community, but then you ended up there, right?
1: Yeah, kind. Well, so I just I started at ISA because it was. A foot in the door Mm -hmm. and I was very lucky in that it was a really great place to start for me so new media was never the goal Mm -hmm. it kind of just happened that way and Mm -hmm. you know being at a studio was never the goal it kind of just happened that Mm -hmm. way but yeah I think I got very lucky to kind of learn the ropes on a smaller scale and then transition Mm -hmm. into a larger one
0: yeah yeah and it's all through connections right you were able Mm -hmm. to get to Marvel because You've obviously started making connections, and somebody from who was working there mm-hmm. was able to push. Well,
1: funnily enough, you. my connection that got me to Marvel mm-hmm. was your fiance.
0: What, really? I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Christine introduced me to Jillian, oh,
0: who yeah, was a right. previous
1: Wang Fu intern who yeah. currently works at Marvel. And mm-hmm. Jillian got my foot in the door.
0: You know, <laughs> looking at. Where Wang Fu, like a lot of the interns and a lot of people that work there, mm-hmm. they end up at Disney or some big production. Yeah, kind of. Like huh? you and Jillian mm-hmm. at obviously Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason, Tanander, mm-hmm. Tenandar, he did work for Disney and then mm-hmm. I think he jumped to DreamWorks. Now he's at DreamWorks, but he, he, Mm-hmm. illumination for a while basically all the big studios yeah so it's kind of crazy that. Yeah. yeah that means you guys are just all-stars i guess oh christine gosh. recruits well <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like go go out to the world she does spread your wings
1: she's the mother hen
0: but uh let's 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 transition now that we got your background into what we wanted to talk today which was <laughs> what's funny is when we started, I was pitching you ideas like, what should we talk about? We could talk about like the stuff that we just talked about, mm-hmm. kind of like getting your foot into the door, or we could talk about why men are so difficult.
1: <laughs> because I just want to know mm. it is a great question, and there are so many answers, but also no answers at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, re- that's the best way to put it. There's so many answers, but there's no answers at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I, since I know you very well personally, mm-hmm. like, I also know look you have a lot of men in your life Mm -hmm. that you've had some difficulty with as everyone does Mm -hmm. christine has difficulty with me all the time
1: (laughs) i don't know jack i don't know trust
0: me trust me (laughs) though
1: she's
0: she's just hiding all the skeletons in the closet for (laughs) me (laughs) <laughs> We're trying to present a, a good image. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, we definitely struggle. You know that. Christine and I have struggled. We've broken doesn't? up. Yeah. So, and that's, that's all because at the heart of it, I also have struggles expressing myself. And mm. this podcast has helped me. I would say flashback three, four years ago, even five mm-hmm. years ago when we broke up was it five years ago she's gonna she's gonna date me um (laughs) like no you always get it wrong but yeah like that was part of the reason why we broke up the communication Mm. like miscommunication and unable to express myself and really be vulnerable so this is why I wanted to bring you on because again you were there (laughs) since day one when I was like hey guys should I do a podcast
1: and the answer is yes you absolutely should
0: yeah so let's let's talk about this let's start with you obviously so for you growing up you had two really strong influences in your life in terms of male influences. Your mm-hmm. dad, Papa Matsunami, mm-hmm. and
1: who's probably listening to this. Uh, what up, Dad?
0: <laughs> Hello, Mister Matsunami. Please take it easy on me. <laughs> no, he's like he's like a really he's so great. Nice. Yeah, I remember um, you were video chatting with him once, and you're like, "Say hi," and he's the nicest. He's really like a great dad.
1: Yeah, but then he's also the kind of dad who, when he met Christine, thanked mm. her for being my friend <laughs> and for taking a chance on hiring me. So you know
0: and you know his instincts were right he was like good job christine now get her into marvel entertainment (laughs) (laughs) so with that said you have also have an older brother i
1: do and i remember
0: talking to you about this we're actually the reverse you're the younger sister i'm an older brother Mm -hmm. obviously i have two two very strong female characters in my in my family Mm -hmm. and you are very strong female but two strong male characters in your family you're also strong too yeah. So we're the opposites. You're the younger. Yeah. You know, I'm the oldest. So we have very different perspectives mm-hmm. on how it's growing up. Mm-hmm. How was it growing up with having an older brother and your dad being the main main guys in your life?
1: Well, so growing up, I was kind of more on the timid side Mm. around elementary. Mm. And then I kind of really came into my own in middle school. I was
0: going to say, you timid? I know, I used to
1: be shy. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I would do um, dance classes and we Mm. would have recitals where I would just stand there. There's home videos of me just standing there, just paralyzed in fear. So when I started doing YouTube stuff, it was really ironic because who would have thought. But yeah, so I'm very shy in elementary school And then middle school got way more stronger with personality Mm. and all of that. So I think a lot of my growing pains with my dad, especially, Mm. was probably around middle school. So I think, and like when you're younger, I think you think you know what you know, but it's hard to realize that no ding-dong, you actually... Yeah, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> we literally well, don't that's know what it. my dad and I would fight about. He yeah. would always tell me, like, well, you don't know and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I get that, but don't treat me like I don't know anything. Mm. So it's kind of like that sweet spot. Mm. I had a hard time communicating with my dad. My brother is a path of least resistance.
0: That's so. like so many guys.
1: Yeah. So right? many guys. Right? I'm
0: also path of path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And tries. Mm-hmm christine crazy because she was like you could do all these other things but you always choose the simplest way which is not the best way yeah i'm like but is the best way because it gets because it's where simple I am. yeah it's simple right yeah. see
1: and like i think that's the very interesting thing that i've come to learn with i don't know if it's just like a male female thing or just people in general but right. two people can be right mm. but yeah. about very different things mm-hmm. and i think that's the problem is you're not arguing about the same exact thing Mm-mm. But neither one of you are wrong. Mm. So the path of least resistance, that's not wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's not right, but it is right.
0: See, at the end of the day, it's not right or wrong. It's can you find the balance? Let's say... Your brother, for example, right? Mm-hmm. This path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And you don't normally, you don't think that way. Mm-hmm. You take into a lot more variables into account. Mm-hmm. So taking more variables, it gets more complicated. The decision tree is very complicated. Because exactly. you're, you're factoring all these other things yeah. before coming to, you could come to the same decision actually, mm-hmm. but you want to factor all these things in before you come to that decision. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a good process. There's, it is.
1: But then sometimes you're overcomplicating things.
0: Well, that's your, your ta- <laughs> only from the perspective of somebody who's path of least resistance.
1: This is true. This is true.
0: My sister, like I have a younger sister yeah. who's very opposite of me. She's not path of least resistance. She th- factors in all these variables. Mm-hmm. And I used to be the same way. I used to be like, oh my God, you're, like, you're overthinking things. Which sometimes she does overthink things, mm-hmm. in my view. But mm-hmm. I also realized as I got old, well, you know, all these things that you factor in are mm-hmm. actually important. If I... Now that I'm trying to factor those in, I'm like, oh yeah, like I should factor in how mom thinks about this or mm-hmm. how she articulates things I'm not looking into, I'm not really understanding. Oh shoot, that means I, I glossed over a lot of things that she, my mom was trying to tell me or she's expressing but I'm not reading into. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing where, that's why guys and girls, whether it's relationship or fam- familial or intimate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it gets lost in all that. Mm-hmm. And it, al- it becomes almost like, You're right and I'm wrong. Why aren't you thinking like this? It's like so easy. No, it's not that easy.
1: Yeah. But so, okay. That's my question for you. So how do you think... Okay, I'm going to make a really large generalization. Okay,
0: all right. Generalization alert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of guys Mm. are path of least resistance. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How does that happen?
0: It comes down to many things, right? One is for most guys... When it's emotional, when you're trying to make a decision that factors emotion into Uh it, they want to cut out as much emotion as possible because it's complicated. Emotion is very complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to really stretch your mind to think about all these, as you said, variables. Feelings, we'll put feelings as variables.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's
0: very difficult when at a young age, you're not really taught to process that. You're not given Mm. the space to be like, okay, first of all, express yourself. Mm-hmm. the only way to understand is to know yourself again generalization a lot of girls are more in tune because they become more in tune with themselves mm-hmm. so they they can think i would like this for myself so right. i would understand why i mm-hmm. could do that for somebody else uh-huh. and guys don't think like that guys we're very as you said path of is very logic, quote unquote, logical quote-unquote uh-huh. logical in the sense we'll just go play basketball you know like <laughs> it's just an activity we do but in between Maybe we'll talk about our feelings. Maybe we'll talk about things that happen in our lives. It's less, okay, let's sit down and really have this conversation. Yeah. I think that's the big difference where guys don't allow that or Uh. guys were never given that space Uh to do that. So fast forward until their 20s, late 20s or whatever, Uh they're trying to catch up. They're like, okay, now I'm dating someone. (laughs) or like I have all these, like I have these important women in my life. They're telling me I need to communicate more. I need to... (laughs) Be in touch with my feelings, but dude, it's so it's so hard. Right. Yeah, and that's I think that's the crux of it. Where that's why this podcast exists. It's, mm-hmm. you can allow that space. And mm-hmm. my it's not going to be easy. Right. I mean, did your brother, you and your brother struggle with that at all? Where he's path of least resistance, uh-huh. but I don't know. Are you path of least resistance?
1: You're. I mean, in some mixed. ways, I am. I am go with the flow of. Mm-hmm. I, I have my opinions, I'm strong in my opinions, yeah. but when it comes to like, what should we do, or where do you want to go for dinner, yeah. I'm definitely path of least resistance, whatever you want to go with.
0: But you're very thoughtful though, way. you're a very thoughtful person, like you think you. of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you thoughtful? Let <laughs> me think about
1: that. <laughs> no,
0: like as a friend, you're always let's say gifts that you buy or things that we've said mm-hmm. or like we've talked about you mm-hmm. remember and that's being thoughtful a lot of guys are not like that okay. <laughs> they're like yeah what do we
1: talk about that, dude that's why i'm just so curious like what occupies that headspace
0: a lot of if just, not a lot of just basketball So the
1: stereotypes I mean, are, are true the then. stereotypes
0: are true <laughs> they're true for a reason
1: <laughs> no but i do i it makes it makes a lot of sense like what you're saying about mm. how like path of least resistance, you kind of cut out as much emotion of it as you can because I think my brother and I, when we were younger, we Mm. didn't really have much trouble communicating if anything, what we had trouble with was path of least resistance mom and dad are telling me something and I think that, you know, I'm not saying that you're wrong but I think that there's a better way and he would just tell me, I don't know why you're making this so hard for yourself just Mm. do what they're asking you to do Mm. to make it easier on everyone because if not, my parents and I would be fighting so in that sense he and i would argue but also what you said makes sense to how my dad and i would communicate especially coming from a parental standpoint it's kind of like you know why do i have to explain myself to my kid you know i'm the parent and i mean as i get older now i understand that when i was younger it was kind of like who are you to tell me you know like okay calm down ding dong but (laughs) yeah it makes sense because i think my dad would probably cut out a lot of the emotional explanation Mm. behind why he's saying something. So to me, who's coming at this from an emotional standpoint, Mm. I don't understand what you're saying. Mm. I don't know, like, what you're saying makes no sense. I don't know why you need X, Y, Z. Mm. So understanding that part of he probably cut out 20 steps in between from, Mm. like, this is what I think to this is how I'm going to deliver it. Yeah. What got lost in translation was the 20 things that he cut out. Because Mm. as I get older... And I kind of think back to the arguments that we had. I definitely see where he's coming mm-hmm. from and definitely do regret a lot of the things that I said yeah, and yeah. how I said things. And I'm sure for him, too, you know. So like, as I got older, it was definitely easier to kind of build that bridge. But at the time, it made no sense.
0: All right. Did you hear that, Papo? Masunami? <laughs> she said, sorry. I got it out from her. I got it out from her. You're <laughs> her. wrong. You always will be wrong. But yeah, Stag. that 20 that <laughs> steps is important. Yeah. Articulating that 20 steps. Mm-hmm. Because as a child, or even... It doesn't even have to be a child. Let's say you're, you're in a relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When the guy doesn't explain the 20 steps in between mm-hmm. of my thought process, first of all, you're not involving me in the decision-making right. or the or what you hope to get. Mm-hmm. That it almost comes off as this is what's going to happen. It makes total sense to me. And yeah, it probably does make total sense, but you need to explain your logic. Exactly. And that's, that's the key.
1: Exactly. And I think that explaining that logic is so important you know like in a relationship Mm. with a partner you kind of you want to be with someone who understands you and understands why you are the way that you are so that you know if there's something that triggers you then i can kind of get ahead of it and be like Mm oh wait maybe i shouldn't do that because your x y and z is gonna happen because this is how you're gonna take it but if you don't explain Mm. why you got upset that one time yeah how am i supposed to know why Mm -hmm. and i'll keep doing it and i don't want to that's why it's hard if you're not going to do that emotional exploration then how do you grow
0: yeah it's hard because that logic makes all the sense in a perspective of, okay, we don't wanna get in this argument again, this right. hypothetical argument. So I need to know those, again, the 20 steps, the 20 things that are going in your mind for you to go from chill, chill, chill to I'm upset. Yeah. And I think guys struggle with explaining that because they themselves don't wanna make things over dramatic.
1: Mm-hmm. So when they're
0: chill, 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 but then something triggers them yeah. because it's been building and they haven't been articulating it mm-hmm. and then they finally get mad. They actually I think in some ways, sometimes are mad at themselves because they're like, dude, I'm chill. I'm this chill guy too. You got me mad. And oh. it's like, it's okay, bro, right? <laughs> I know you're chill, but the fact is that you got mad is you actually are not that chill. Exactly. And that's the hardest thing for guys to really absorb is the truth is, yes, you're chill. Yeah. But if something can get you that ratcheted up, mm-hmm. then how chill are you? Mm-hmm. Because not everything goes off your back. You just haven't been articulating what's been bothering you because you've been taught not to complain, not to complain about whether you're, it it could be emotional to be, oh, you know what? She's bugging me about this or the way that she is is bothering me. But you know what? I'll be cool. I'll be cool. Are you that cool though? Because if you're that cool. Do you
1: think that comes from path of least resistance or does that come from genuinely not understanding your emotions because you repress?
0: I think both. Mm. Um, But mostly you're repressed. It's less about the path of least resistance. It's easier to do it this way, mm-hmm. but it's more you're repressed. I said this in many of my episodes, like a lot of guys, it goes from zero to hundred. I can see that. They get triggered and then they get super upset, even with their own friends. You're being cool, you're being cool, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I have a boundary actually. And you're crossing it. And you mm-hmm. guys are like, all right, we'll lay back. We found your boundary. But there's never a discussion of what, Like
1: what that boundary yeah, is. What's cool is and what's not. Boundary? You know, like I
0: can't talk about this in your yeah. life. Discussions don't happen as often. That's kind of repressed- not being able to express yourself. That 20 steps is difficult. It takes mm. a lot of training in your mind to break it down in your own mind to be open and saying, you know what, Ashley? Something's been bothering me. Mm-hmm. And it's making me uncomfortable to even tell you this right now. Mm. It's very uncomfortable to express your emotions when you're not used to it.
1: Is it uncomfortable because you haven't expressed it before? Or does the uncomfortableness come from like fear of rejection? Or, oh, no. that's really cute that you feel that way, you know?
0: I think both, but... Men have a lot of trouble with rejection <laughs> there's, there's no two ways about I it I can see that, yeah uh, Because vulnerability mm-hmm. The key to vulnerability is When you are vulnerable, you can receive rejection Let's say us talking about this right now Putting our voice out there There is a sense that someone might not agree with us That's rejection That's, uh, We're being vulnerable with telling our feelings And mm-hmm. we can get rejected And men have struggled with that That's why you get the classic Let's say nice guy mm-hmm. And he's doing all these nice things for a girl He's not outwardly saying it yet That he has feelings, but he's being vulnerable all along the way. But he can't just articulate that. I I value our friendship, but also see you in a different way. Can we do that? Mm -hmm. But then when he finally does it one day, when he works up the strength, you know, maybe the girl doesn't see it because you haven't been explaining the 20 steps. You haven't Mm -hmm. been explaining, look, I care about you. Mm -hmm. And I really have interest in you. That's step one. doesn't have to be weird to go to dating, but Mm -hmm. you can start talking to her about it. So she can start to shift her mind to that. Right. So if you don't explain all the steps, and one day you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna jump right. in." Look, I have feelings for you, and the girl's <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Instantly, the guy feels that rejection, and you're like, "You know, forget it, forget it," or he just gets mad because he's like, "You don't know how much this took me yeah. to get to this point." Yeah. So that's the 20 steps. How can guys explain that 20 steps in getting past being vulnerable mm-hmm. and potentially getting rejected?
1: Mm. It's not easy. Well, okay. I keep asking you questions. But so on my podcast, I'm Are interviewing you? Jack Chen. Are you
0: hosting me? <laughs> Are no. you hosting the host? <laughs> How dare no, you? But I do
1: have a question. So sometimes, like, I find value, you know, in the 20 steps, always. And sometimes I worry that I'm over explaining myself too much. Mm. So then, from a guy's point of view, at what point am I in the, okay, you need to stop it. You're harping on this too hard. You're mm-hmm. giving me way too much information that I don't care about.
0: Yeah, that's communication yeah if you a guy should communicate that but not in a way it's like what the hell's wrong with you (laughs) because then it alienates you to feel like oh my feelings aren't valid yeah that's the part where guys aren't good at communication Mm. because you see a lot of guys that they complain about their girlfriends or wives or whatever Mm -hmm. or just friends it doesn't have to be intimate relationships like oh man she's going on and on Mm -hmm. but you can tell her that's a lot of information I'm trying to get how you're thinking, but mm-hmm. I'm not processing everything that you're saying. But those are also difficult conversations because that takes vulnerability too. Mm. If you tell someone that, they could get mad. They could yeah. get mad at you. What are you saying?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think a lot of guys, they either tune you out yeah. because that's a coping mechanism mm. or they just get mad, you know, in a relationship, for example, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh God, you're frustrating me. Yeah. Okay, well, tell me how you want to how you want this conversation to go yeah. what's the balance yeah uh, do you have you ever had that struggle in your relationships past or with your brother or dad where they're like Ashley too much information TMI
1: yeah I feel like I kind of recently got into an argument with my brother mm. in that way and I don't think I was approaching it in maybe the best way po- or I approach it in a way that I would want to be approached. Mm. And that's also a problem because you can't talk to people the way that you want to be talked to. You have to talk to people in the way that they're going to listen to you. Yeah. So, yeah, part of the argument was also like, okay, well then if what I'm saying isn't coming through to you the way that I'm intending it to, Mm -hmm. then how do you want me to talk to you? Like, what do you need from me? Mm. And I don't know if he was ready for that question, but Mm. I don't think he really had an answer to that. I mean, he answered that question eventually, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't
0: know. I like, Actually, you made a key point in that a lot of people get stuck in this. Because a lot of times it's one way. Mm-hmm. Especially for guys that your brother didn't know how to answer that. Yeah. Because he never gave it real thought to... Instead, he's just receiving all the time. He's Mm -hmm. receiving information and then he's processing and then he's like, okay, I'm just going to react to it. How do I actually want Ashley, my sister, to talk to me and how do do I want our communication to be? Mm -hmm. Instead of just being reactionary all the time. I think a lot of men become very reactionary, especially when it comes to emotional conversation. Instead of thinking how emotionally we can connect and evolve this conversation,
1: Mm -hmm. given our past
0: history even, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's all data. You're trying to accumulate data to be like, oh, how do we improve this? the system, this mm-hmm. app or whatever of communication. You just keep reacting, but nothing improves if you just keep reacting because you never give it thought. Now that Ashley asked me that question, mm-hmm. I'm playing the role of your brother. Oh, uh, yeah, how would I want you to communicate yeah. with me? See, that's the thing that you do. That's consciousness, right, for you. It's like yeah. you're actually thinking, okay, how does my brother perceive this? Yeah. And how am I articulating it? Is it actually going well? Because you don't want to keep getting into this trap Mm -hmm. of arguing over the same thing Mm -hmm. and obviously i guess your brother's thinking about it
1: (laughs) See, like i'm I'm staring at you right now because i'm just mind blown (laughs) because you're doing it again you're doing that thing (laughs) where it makes so much sense you're saying exactly what i'm thinking like yeah jack see guys can be like this Mm. but then they're not Mm. you know they
0: can they can though they
1: can be like how do guys get to that point
0: you gotta handhold them that's the truth to teach somebody their own potential to communicate Mm -hmm. it takes time especially if quote-unquote you're working from a deficit because of whether it's your environment Mm -hmm. or culturally or we're talking about a lot of in masculinity culture it's not really emphasized to Mm. um, communicate your your feelings Mm -hmm. and that's the part where, yeah, you have to handhold for your brother, for example. Yeah. You have to kind of break it down slowly. You're not going to get the results right away. He's not going
1: right. to turn
0: around one day, 180, and be like, hey, we're going to we're gonna work on our communication. But you, you can plant the seed.
1: But how do you do that? Because I feel like part of my struggle with some of the men that I have in my life mm-hmm. is... Like, what if they don't see the benefit in doing that? Because mm. I feel like that's the first step where mm-hmm. they see benefit and, oh, if I get in touch with my feelings, I could have much deeper relationships and conversations.
0: I don't think they've gotten to the place where <laughs> this is this happened to me. I got a place in my life where I looked out my relationships mm-hmm. with my mom, my friends even doesn't have to be girl, girlfriends or, mm-hmm. or gr- women in my life. I feel like it's very surface level. Mm. And I used to be like, oh, how come other people won't ask me questions? Because I have all these thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: then I thought, why does it have to be other people asking me? It, it, it takes a lot of inner thought to, to reflect on all your relationships and really picture how you want your relationships to be. How deep do you want them to be? Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be deep. That's the thing. Like yeah. I don't want to put out there like, you, you have to have all these deep mm-hmm. relationships. But the truth is, if you are a person that wants a love or a deeper sense of love, then you have to be able to communicate yeah. internally what kind of love you want to give and what kind of love you want to receive. Mm. And that takes understanding of yourself. Yeah. And that's really hard for guys because it's easy to get distracted. Like a lot of guys are like that. You just distract yourself. And there's maybe there's a lot of pain there. Look, family is difficult. Not every family is perfect. And I come from a very broken family. So that's the key. And it has to come from internal. That's the thing let's say your brother for example if he's struggling to communicate with them, has to come from an internal place do you know what i really want to improve my relationship with my sister not to yeah. say you guys have a bad relationship but let's say you guys do argue a right. lot in the past and he has to really think then how do i improve it if i keep thinking the way i'm thinking now it's like oh why is my sister like that <laughs> gosh she's so actually she's tmi all the time too much information <laughs> i don't know how to process all that she... then he... nothing will improve like that logic earlier it's like how do i want someone to talk to me. Mm. He's just frustrated. He's just reactionary. How do you move past reactionary? That I guess that's your question. How do we move men past a reactionary? And
1: thing? your answer is
0: You really <laughs>
1: <laughs> What a heavy question. <laughs> it
0: is a heavy question because it's it's very personal. It's a personal question that for every person, you don't know when that is. You have to really look at your life to evaluate. Like for you, for mm. example, like when when have you really sat down and evaluated your relationships and given a thought you know even in the difficult ones mm-hmm. it's not just them it's also right. me
1: oh oh one hundred percent was that always in you um I don't think so until mm. probably around like high school mm. yeah so I had mm. a huge falling out with all of my friends in high school mm. I think back then I was very sarcastic and very like <sighs> quippy you
0: sarcastic no never
1: (laughs) no but i okay admitting i was pretty mean when i was younger what yeah because i think i was angry a lot when Mm. i was younger i had um my parents went through a divorce Mm -hmm. so i think i was dealing with a lot of things there and then of course just you know teenage angst Yeah. so i wasn't always the nicest but i was definitely sarcastic and i think i used that as a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. so I was kind of mean, sarcastic, quippy to a lot of my friends in high school. Mm. And I think that wasn't the best energy (laughs) to have in a friend, Mm. you know? So yeah, had a huge falling out with a lot of people in high school. And then, you know, at that point, it's kind of like, well, if X amount of people have a problem with me, maybe I'm the problem, Mm. you know? Mm. So maybe I just need to reflect a bit, not do that, and Mm. then do something different. So I think that's kind of what turned things around for me.
0: Oh, novel. No, yeah. guys don't think that way. It's, it's me? No way. Never me. <laughs> too much pr- I have too much pride to, for it to be me, right? That's actually why that train of logic is actually what is the key, really. Mm. It's, it's, a lot of your issues stem from you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Of,
0: of course, there's a source of that when you want to evaluate it. It's not you mm. as in sense like blaming yourself. It's how you how your energy is and how you are Mm -hmm. if you have like you said your parents got divorced Mm -hmm. right that affected you Mm -hmm. and it carried through during that time in your life Mm -hmm. and you're projecting it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: let's say for your brother he obviously had the same parents he also went through the, the same divorced parents was he able to process that divorce the way that you did probably in a different way yeah but did he look at himself i need to really think about this and How are my relationships because of that? And that's the next level of thinking. It takes a lot of depth to think. My parents got divorced. How how am I? How is it impacting me? And not only is how it impacting me, which is step one, is after that, it's like, how am I affecting other people?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's definitely tricky. Yeah, no, so I think... In the how is it affecting me thread, I also get myself into this trap a lot mm. where I think I have expectations of other people. Mm. I would expect that if it were me, then I would react this way or I would say this or, you know, whatever. And then when it doesn't happen, then I hurt. I hold that other person accountable for not doing mm. what I would think would be quote unquote normal, mm. which is not great.
0: Men have that too. Sometimes, dude, why is she reacting that way? It's not the way I think.
1: But like, how are you supposed to know that if dudes don't say that? Yeah. You know?
0: Exactly. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess in a way they do say it later on. right? When they get frustrated. That's their way of saying it. But then you're like, well, could you have told me beforehand so I could not get you frustrated?
1: Yeah, I feel that. But also sometimes... So, you know, my boyfriend, Billy, and I, Mm we get into arguments. love Billy, by
0: the way. Bills, you're the man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we're not perfect. And, Mm -hmm. of course, we get into our own share of arguments. And I feel like one thing that I don't understand... Because, you know, even when you're in the heat of the moment, you can kind of say something. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, which Mm -hmm. is probably a good thing because you can't take back what you say sometimes. But sometimes when we argue... I'll kind of have my dissertation of Mm. why I feel or think the way that I do. And then I say, okay, how do you feel? And his response is, I don't know.
0: That's, well, first of all, when you go (laughs) (laughs) into dissertation, when you go into dissertation, that might be overwhelming for him. Oh, okay. He might be overwhelmed in that point.
1: (laughs) That's fair. (laughs)
0: Because it's a lot coming at him. Mm
1: -hmm. And he
0: himself, as you explained, like he's, he's takes a step back. His Mm -hmm. process is different, right? He takes a step back Mm -hmm. and He's probably thinking through things, but it's for you. For, for you to process that information takes like ten seconds. For him, yeah. maybe like in comparison, takes like a year. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so okay. you're processing things so quick, and you're able to articulate it right away. Yeah, and then you do, which is great. That's great. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. He's like taking information slowly, okay. and maybe after your dissertation, he probably only <laughs> was able to retain, let's say, ten percent. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just making up a number. Right? Yeah. But not. Basically smaller percentage than their actual dissertation. Interesting. And he's taking that information and he's still processing, right? Yeah. But he's also feeling probably your emotion from it. Mm. And that's another aspect. When you come at someone with emotion, and that's fine mm-hmm. because relationships are emotional. Right. Um, it's, it's very personal. He's also processing the emotion of it. That's why mm. for couples, sometimes it's best not to argue in the moment, even though it makes mm. sense. Because mm-hmm. it gets lost in the sauce, and the sauce is the emotion of it.
1: Mm.
0: Where you don't focus on the message as much, but you're more focusing on the emotion of the message, uh-huh. and it takes away from the actual meat and bones of what you're trying to say. He might, he's processing 10% of it, but he's also processing, oh, you're really upset, I hurt your feelings, or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's also, I don't want to hurt your feelings, of course not, because yeah. he loves you, right? Yeah. And that's also triggering him in other ways where he can't think about it like clearly. Because men have trouble thinking about things clearly when it's emotional. Hmm. And that screws everything up. So you can see all these things are firing in his brain. I want to slow this down. Like Uh his instinct is like, I want to slow it down. But you're still coming at him with a a lot of information.
1: Huh? When I'm talking about things, I can kind of see like the gears are turning. He's thinking the (laughs) mind is going. But then the mouth says... I don't know. To me, Mm. I always took that as maybe there's like elevator music going on up Mm. there. You've tuned me out and now you're just like, I don't know or I don't care enough to know. But it's Mm. very helpful to hear that whole explanation because I legitimately never thought of it that way.
0: There's a frustration in that too. You're like, hello, can you react? What are you thinking? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Anything, anything at all. I know you want something from me, but I can't give it to you right now.
1: Mm. and
0: you're getting more frustrated because I can't give it to you mm-hmm. and it's, the tension is even rising further right. where yeah. you can't be like all right let's both slow it down mm-hmm. all right this is what I'm trying to tell you let's start with A
1: mm-hmm. instead of
0: A, B, C, D, E, F, G <laughs> if yeah. we can't figure out A which is I just want to be heard and, and I want you to be heard too because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of course
0: when you get in arguments you just want to be heard for the most part
1: <laughs> yeah
0: how do how we bridge that? let's give yourself some time to articulate what you feel about this situation and i will say it and then we'll move to step b Hmm. most of the time it doesn't happen that way (laughs) Mm -hmm. especially when you're triggered i trust me (laughs) whenever i get in arguments with christine it's you know we we try to slow it down now for sure but before it was much more difficult because it's just heightened and i'm like i don't know what you want from me Mm -hmm. she's like i'm telling you what i want from you Mm -hmm. i'm like i can't give you that yeah. And it's like, ah, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely yeah. have had those. Yeah. For sure. We've all been there.
0: <laughs> it's real. I mean, we still can get like that. Nothing's ever perfect. Right. But when you break down how, as you said, how you want to be talked to mm-hmm. and how you want to deliver the information, like you can at least start to make the small adjustments. For example, for Billy, he has to be able to understand that too. Yeah. To be able to tell you, look, Ashley, you're coming at me with a lot of information mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to react to it. Mm-hmm. So I need you to slow down a little bit, Yeah. and maybe it's not in your nature, but it, as it is not in my nature to just tell you instantly how I feel about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So we
0: need to find a little bit of that middle ground. Mm-hmm. It's going to take. It's going to take some time.
1: We've been together for almost five years.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it takes a lot of time. It does, it though. It does, but it's
1: so important. It
0: really is, and that's 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 the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Is is to be able to have these conversations. It's not going to be perfect right away, it's never going to be perfect. No, but no. can we at least have a discussion of where to start?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that comes down to you, mm-hmm. like the the girl's end of it and the guy's end of it. Mm-hmm. You got to share in that. You can't. Yeah. You can't be projecting everything to why isn't why is she so difficult? Right. Then if she's that difficult, then she's probably not the girl for you. Yeah. That's the reality.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of guys. Just chalk it up as like, oh, women are difficult.
1: Mm, just as women chalk it up to men are
0: difficult. Exactly, <laughs> but it's easier to chalk it up that way when instead of work, actually working on the communication. Yeah, you know, because I have a lot of guy friends. Who are like, well, she's just that way. Yeah, she is. She is. She has a personality, mm-hmm. but I'm sure she wants to work with you to get mm-hmm. to a better point in your relationship. And of course, there are some difficult people that mm-hmm. don't maneuver as much in how they express themselves. And that's another thing where, yeah, some, sometimes it's going to be more difficult. But I think where there's a will, there's a way. They're always, if you're like open to it. For you, you know, as we wind down on this podcast, what has been the biggest learning lesson from having Bills and you know, Papa <laughs> Matsunami and Brother Matsunami in your life? What have you learned to be able to communicate better for with them?
1: I think in... Those three men in my life, they've definitely taught me, yeah, it's not about what I want to say. I think I have this need to feel understood, mm-hmm. and the way that I want to communicate and express my thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. it's important, but it's not its as equally important to learning how to switch up how I communicate so that they understand me, mm-hmm. because if they don't understand me, then what's the point of even saying it, because yeah. it's not going to be received at all. And I think that has translated into a lot of different relationships mm. in my life. And um, even with yeah, the way that, you know, my dad, my brother and Billy, they react to things very differently. Uh, it's like learning that the reaction isn't always about me because mm. I think I can tend to take that personally of, wow, I feel attacked right now. But sometimes it has to do with the other person who's, yeah. you know, saying all those things. So mm-hmm. it's more of just being, I guess, like empathetic mm. and trying to, understand like a your role in what's happening and b not everything is about you go figure that other part out too you know
0: yeah i like that because when you started with a lot of times you want to be understood Mm -hmm. and that's that's hard because when you don't feel like you're being heard or understood right then the message comes very strongly or it's like you know when someone's hungry in the beginning they're like oh i'm a little hungry i'm gonna knock on the door for food Mm -hmm. but if no one answers the door and you get more and more hungry as time passes, you're not knocking anymore. You're banging.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: a lot of people feel that way in their relationships where I'm trying to, I'm trying to be understood, but if you don't understand me, the only thing I can do is Mm -hmm. deliver my message more loudly. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is it's not (laughs) about delivering your message loudly is maybe understanding the person that's, that you want to understand your message or understand right, like you why
1: aren't you answering the door yeah. what's taking you so long to get to the
0: door because maybe the the person who's doesn't know how to answer the door or like trying to get to the door to answer you it's a process for them mm-hmm. and they're not equipped with the same tools that you have
1: right of expression. yeah and
0: that at the end of the day is why men and women have trouble <laughs> dif- difficulty communicating it really is knocking on the door can you answer the door it's like i'm not ready
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well When are you going to be able to answer the freaking door? (laughs) Because I don't want to be waiting forever. Right. And it takes men to be able to look at themselves. I need a sense of urgency too. Mm -hmm. I need to work on myself and work on my communication.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where I've been, again, very lucky and blessed in that the men in my life Mm. do understand Mm -hmm. that. And at least they have the willingness to work on it because I think mm. if you don't have that, then you're just pretty much oh, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I would say if anytime I get relationship advice, if a guy isn't willing
1: mm-hmm. or
0: open-minded to, you're honestly, it's a mountain to climb.
1: Yeah, Because
0: that's only the key to the first step. Someone's <laughs> a willingness to look at things from your, your perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. And like
0: that, that comes down to empathy not everyone like empathy takes is a muscle to build to be oh, honest yeah, it is. It's, for some people it might seem like it comes naturally but it, that's also a muscle that they probably have been exercising for a long time
1: mm-hmm. to
0: really look outside of your scope of you and there are certain things in your life that triggered you to do that like mm-hmm. for example you said high school okay my friends are telling me something about myself you know maybe my quippiness is not like maybe it's yeah. not funny <laughs> yeah well that's that's a good way to end this podcast Ashley thank you for joining me I don't I don't think we need to promote you or anything I'll just no I post
1: on my social never I know but I'm around but thank you for having me
0: yeah thank you for supporting this podcast and really being the encouragement behind it
1: oh you no really always do. please never stop
0: Oh, okay. this is
1: definitely needed
0: the pressure is on i can never stop now you
1: can literally never stop when you're 99 you can never stop
0: <laughs> <laughs> man I'm, you know what next up i need to bring billy on <laughs> that's oh maybe God. that's your key that's just like get billy into this seat dude,
1: right now dude he's yeah. upstairs i think you should wrangle him
0: I will I will that's my goal you know what you're just a gateway to getting Billy onto this podcast you heard it first (laughs) all right thank you (laughs) thank you for listening as always and thank you Ashley for coming on it was honestly an honor for me We've come a long way, Ashley. Yeah. We've known each other for years and only more years to come. Until I'm 99. Until you're, you're also, 99. You're, you're now required to be on this podcast every year, then. okay?
1: Okay, fine. Um, Season 800 million. Let's do it.
0: Okay, deal. All right. <laughs> you can follow me on my socials. I'll link them all below. As always, I hope this finds you well. Goodbye.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Um, yay, we did it. We're Dirtle thing.
1: Oh,